Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Move Ahead with Dahlia. I'm your host, Dahlia Cahigas. And on today's show, I am talking with Mariana Karampalis. Mariana is a real estate attorney in Chicago who specializes in property tax appeals, real estate transactions, real estate related litigation, and more than that. We're going to go over a lot of these things today. If you're a homeowner and um, you've seen significant increase in your property taxes, you should listen to this episode because we have some great information for you on that, as well as if you're a uh, someone looking to buy a home, um, you will have some helpful information from Mariana on that process. So thank you, Mariana, for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Dahlia. Yes, yes. I'm so excited because we have a lot of detailed information to talk about regarding the property taxes. Um, We saw a significant increase in them, and many people um, want to appeal their property taxes or um, are not sure how to do that. So could you share a little bit about um, what you do in that process to help the clients? Sure. I think it's helpful to start with a bit of a background about property taxes, especially property taxes in Cook County. Okay. Cook County is different than other counties in Illinois. If you were living anywhere besides Cook County, it's likely that your property taxes would be calculated as assessed value of your home times your local tax rate. Here in Cook County, we have something called a state equalizer. So right now that state equalizer is around a factor of three. So our taxes are calculated as assessed value of the home times local tax rate. If that is, let's say, 7%, it would be times 0.07 times the state equalizer, which is about 3. And when we talk about appealing property taxes, unfortunately, we cannot change the tax rate. We cannot change the state equalizer, but we can try to change the assessed value of a home. And the way that we do that is by comparing it with nearby properties. Okay. Yeah, that's um, that that sounds a little challenging to me, um, but uh, this is where you come in um, to help uh, people that want to appeal them, right? Yes, indeed. And there's a lot of ways to appeal your property taxes. The first level of appeal and the appeals window that always opens first is the Cook County Assessor. Okay. So we are just finishing up some Cook County Board of Review appeals. Right now, and the assessor's window is open right now for other townships for the new tax year. Oh, So you can go on the assessor's website, and I always recommend to people that they try to do the assessor appeal themselves. It's meant to be user-friendly. You can go in there and submit your appeal using a DocuSign form, and there's a drop-down that allows you to locate comparable properties. Now, granted, it's kind of hard to know what is a good comparable property to select, Um. But I I recommend that people try it anyways and just familiarize themselves with the website because there's a lot of information on there. Okay. And after the assessor's appeal window has closed, the board of review windows start to open. And that's where we would typically get involved. And again, locate comparable properties. We submit a brief to the Cook County Board of Review on behalf of the homeowner. Mm -hmm. And we await those results. Um, Typically maybe two months right now is sort of where they're at. After the appeals get submitted, we have been receiving results from the Board of Review. Okay. Any good news? Are are you seeing uh, some changes in the 
uh, property value or the assessed value? Are you seeing that helping with your process? Yes, definitely. Um, I think that the increases are sort of automatic and they just happen every three years. Mm -hmm. Cook County property taxes are on a triennial cycle. Okay. It's just a fancy way to say every three years years. they get reassessed and they typically go up. Um, Simply appealing the property taxes is a good and usually successful way to get them down at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And for some people, for some homeowners whose taxes have never been appealed, maybe they bought a house and in the 80 or 100 year history of the house that's never been appealed, there's some real serious potential there for for serious decreases. Um, So yes, we have been seeing some, some good results in lowering those assessed values. What also helps is if your neighbors appeal their property taxes. Mm. The more lowered assessed values we have to go off of in a particular neighborhood, on a particular block, the greater the likelihood of success. Okay. And so that's why it's important as well to get the word out because there are parts of the city that are over-assessed and it's simply because people just maybe aren't aware that they can appeal their taxes and maybe they don't have an attorney who they work with regularly. And even if you don't, I strongly recommend just checking out the assessor's website. It's cookcountyassessor.gov, I believe. And it has a lot of great resources on there. Um, And if you would like the assistance of an attorney, most attorneys charge on a contingency basis, which means it's a percentage of any savings they get you. You don't have to pay any money up front. And only if your taxes are actually lowered would you end up paying anything at all. Okay. Well, that's good. Then it's worth it, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And the other thing about property taxes is most people with a mortgage have their taxes and their insurance as part of their monthly mortgage payments. Right. So when taxes go up, your escrow goes up, and that increases your monthly mortgage payment. It's not just important for saving money, but it's important for preventing foreclosure and staying on top of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As a realtor, um, what I typically do when I'm working with home buyers is I will um, show them homes, but I always make it a point that they look at the property taxes for the home. And I take a look at what the assessed value is of that property before we submit an offer. Because if the assessed value is 200000 but we're putting an offer in at 300000 I always explain to the buyer that there's going to be a significant change in your um, property taxes when it reassesses. And most people don't know that until they get the bill when it reassessed and it's 30% higher and they're calling the attorney or the realtor to say, what happened? Why didn't you tell me about that? So it's really important for people to take a look at the assessed value on the Cook County website, Cook County Assessor's website. Yes, that is an excellent point. One of the questions that they ask when you submit appeals, whether through the Assessor's website or the Board of Review, is was the property purchased in the last three years? Mm -hmm. And they ask about the purchase price. Right. So a lot of the times, even if your assessed value and your taxes are much lower for any number of reasons, it could be a low assessed value, it could be a lot of exemptions or senior freeze on the property, right? What, right? whatever the reason, when you put in that purchase price, it gets adjusted based on what that purchase price is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's very important. Mm-hmm. So again, um, if you 
saw a significant or if you saw an increase or if you didn't see an increase, but if you uh, do see an increase in your property taxes recently, it's worth um, reaching out to someone who can assist you with the property tax appeal process. I do know some nonprofit organizations do direct homeowners um, or, or explain to homeowners how that appeal process works and does guide them. But at the end of the day, the homeowner has to do it or they have to sign off for an attorney to help them do it, right? Yes, I think that the attorney assistance can be really helpful in the fine details, like finding the best comparables. And when we do those searches, what we ultimately end up creating is something that looks like a grid that will have your house on top as a subject property, Mm -hmm. and then three to five other properties in your neighborhood, which we search based on location and looking at several different factors to make them quote unquote comparable. Mm -hmm. So square footage of the property, square footage of the land. Is there a finished basement? Is there a detached garage? Is there a C? These are all characteristics that are listed on the assessor's website and factors that are considered in determining whether one property is comparable to another. Because sure, your neighbor may be paying a lower amount per square foot than you are, but you know, if you are living in a mansion and they are living in a shed, it, it stands to reason that regardless of the size of what have you, it's going to be different. Now, if you're living in an identical house to someone on the same block, you should be paying very similar taxes. And if you're not, that lack of uniformity is the basis for our property tax appeals. Okay. And does condition of the home, is that a factor when you're appealing property taxes? Because, you know, I have an older home in Avondale that I truly haven't done major upgrades to except for like new roof siding, things like that. Um, but I haven't upgraded my plumbing or my electrical. And there are many properties in my neighborhood that have been gutted, newly remodeled. And I don't want them to compare my house to their house. Yes. And typically, I will say, condition of the property is hard to quantify. So it is not used as a factor all that often. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. The characteristics that are on the assessor's website is really all they have to go off. So Mm -hmm. let's say you have an older property and you never installed air conditioning. That is a factor. (laughs) That's definitely a factor. Uh, But in terms of something like a roof or even like an electrical upgrade that just does not look appear and they can't, they don't rely on it. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is good to know. Um, and then, um, what about homeowners exemptions? I know that's such a important thing for homeowners to understand, make sure that they are looking at what they qualify for. Can you talk about that? Yes, indeed. The homeowners exemption is an exemption that's offered to anyone who is living in a property as their primary residence. And you don't need to be on the deed to receive that exemption. You can be responsible for the payment of property taxes and you can submit an affidavit saying as much. The homeowner's exemption is typically calculated at 100 times the tax rate. So if your tax rate is 7.0%, your homeowner's exemption is going to be $700. Okay. And that applies every year and it gets renewed automatically. The homeowner's exemption the homeowner's gets exemption. automatically renewed, but not the other ones. Correct. Okay. And since, well, uh, amendments, since COVID, 
um, the seniors exemption now renews automatically every year. Good. They were renewing the others and they've recently changed it back to pre-pandemic rules. So something like the senior freeze, which is income-based, they're now asking that you submit income verification every year. Okay. Um, Just in case you hit the lottery. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So those exemptions can be applied for online on the assessor's website. And in fact, the window for the homeowner's exemption just opened on April 10th. Okay. It is pretty user-friendly, and I recommend to everybody, if you're even moderately comfortable with computer use, to try to get on that website. You will be guided through a series of DocuSign forms. You sign an affidavit that says, I live here, and then they ask you to upload an image of your state-issued ID that has, it's a photo, you know, it could be a driver's license, um, a state ID, a city card that just has your photo and the property address on it. Okay. And there's also disability exemptions. Oh, yes. Veterans. So there's a good number of them that people should really read on and see if they qualify for. Yes, indeed. And they are all listed there on the assessor's website. So please, you know, get on there, take a look, and give it a try. You can also apply for missed exemptions from past years. Mm. And right now they are accepting missed exemptions all the way back to 2018. Okay. Um, Good. Yeah. I, one, thing, one thing to mention about property taxes, if you are on the assessor's website and looking at the exemptions, you may be wondering, why are the years off a little bit? Because you're going to see them talking about 2022 and 2021. Yes. And it's 2023 right now. And the reason for that is that the taxes in Cook County, in addition to having that wrinkle with the state equalizer, they're also taxed in arrears, which means that in 2023, we get the tax bills from the previous year and they're paid in two installments. Okay. So this year, that first installment was due April 1st, and the second installment will be due, historically, they've been due August 1st, but since COVID, the deadlines have been a little bit more flexible. Uh, Last year's second installment was due at the end of December, so it may not be as late this year, but it probably won't be as early as August 1st. Okay. Um. And so if you've missed exemptions for any of the past years, you may see it on there. And what is on there right now, the exemptions they are accepting are for the year 2022. Okay. Did you live in your house as of January 1st, 2022? Which, because there are no closings on New Year's Day, means did you buy a house in 2021? And if you did, all of the prior exemptions on it have now fallen off. They've been removed. And it's time to apply for the homeowners and any other exemption you might qualify for. Okay. Well, that's great information. Thank you, Mariana. Um, I'd like to touch a little bit on your background. How did you get into um, your business, uh, MK Law? Um, And how long have you been in Chicago? Are you uh, raised in Chicago? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Unfortunately, I was not raised in Chicago. I was raised in the suburbs. There's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) At this point, I have been, I think this year will be, I'm almost at the tipping point of having lived in the city for as long as I lived in the suburbs. Oh, okay. Then you're a Chicagoan. It's an exciting time. (laughs) I I went to college in Evanston at Northwestern, and I went to law school here in the city at Chicago Kent College of Law. Awesome. And then after college or after law school, I clerked for a judge in Cook County in the General Chancery Division of Cook County. And they saw all 
kinds of cases, really, the unifying factor is anybody seeking what they call equitable relief. So we would see anything from some personal injury cases to insurance to there is a branch of chancery that does foreclosure defense. Mm. That was not my branch. That was a different subset. Okay. And I, I really enjoyed it. And after being there for a few years, you know, you start to think about, okay, where do you go next? Typically it's, you know, a few year gig and then you go to a firm or go do something else. Mm -hmm. I had a sort of existential crisis because nobody that I knew who had left clerking to go to work at a firm seemed to be enjoying it. And after all the time I had spent in school and all the work I'd put in, I was not ready to say, well, I'm just going to you know, just go do this because it's the option. So instead, I went into an incubator program through my law school. It's called the Solo and Small Practice Incubator. And I started my firm, which was scary. And the incubator helped to make it less terrifying. Wow, that's awesome. It was, it was exciting. And that, that was in 2015. So just about eight years now. I knew that I always wanted to, um, since becoming you know, going to law school and getting my degree and my license to practice law, I knew I really wanted to use my knowledge to help people. Um, and knowledge is important and knowledge is powerful. Mm-hmm. And when I started the practice, I really didn't have a firm idea of what it was that people needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing a lot of litigation because that was my background and we still do a decent amount of litigation. But I started to see that things like closings and property tax appeals, mm. um, these are important kind of day-to-day items and and issues that people need assistance with yes yeah so that is how i found myself uh doing real estate um and and are you solo or do you work on your own and you know like any business partner well um i do some work with another attorney daniel masolia okay he's also the clinic director at first defense legal aid they have a civil rights legal clinic nice and i volunteer with their board uh, and I am also assisted by my paralegal, Lisa Sutton, who helps with greatly with a lot of these property tax appeals and our closings, our transactions. Wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's um, talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that you're involved in with uh, the community. Yes, I think that being an attorney is a great privilege and it also carries with it a responsibility. You learn, all this, you learn all this information in school, and then you learn more information through practice. And it is important that it get out there. It's important that this is information that affects everybody's life. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of unbelievable that it took me so long in school just to get this information, but now I have it, and I love seeing it disseminated. So Good. I volunteer with First Offense Legal Aid Board of Directors, as well as the board of directors for West Town Bikes, which is a nonprofit and bicycle shop in Humble Park. Yes. And I have been a longtime board member. I'm currently on a hiatus year and still supporter of Latino Union of Chicago. They have a worker center and office in Albany Park. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's um, a lot of information that you've been sharing today, and um, I appreciate that you have... Uh, all this knowledge that you can give to the listeners on the podcast, but also that you are giving back uh, with some of the organizations that you're involved in. So thank you for that. 
I, it is my privilege to be able to serve on these boards. There's so many incredible people in these organizations and fellow board members, staff members, volunteers. It, there's a, <laughs> this has a whole separate podcast, but yeah. they all do incredible work. And there's so many wonderful organizations in Chicago doing incredible work. Yes, there are. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why I'm proud to say I'm a Chicagoan. Yes. Yes, there really is. Yeah. There's a, um, a, one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast is to share um, a, all the nonprofits and the resources that are available. Um, and speaking of nonprofits, you and I met through Northwest Center we did. several years ago. I'm pretty sure it was before COVID because we did a workshop together before uh, the pandemic. Um, so it's been a few years, and you and I worked together um, helping our clients get to uh, their closing table and also uh, when we work with the sellers, homeowners that are selling their homes. And I personally recommend you because um, I love how um, thorough you are with all the documents that I send you. <laughs> I'm a real creep in the public records. It's true. <laughs> you really are. You're wonderful. Oh, um, and not only that, the, the more important thing aside from that is your communication. Um, I often tell um, when I'm doing homeowners or home buyers presentations, I often tell these potential home buyers how important it is that they choose a team, a realtor, lender, attorney, um, that communicate well. And um, that if they do, that the transaction can move along smoother. And I know, you know, with our relationship with our clients, that that has been the case. There's always snags here and there, but um, not things that we can't um, overcome, especially when we're always communicating. So do you agree with that? I fully agree with that. <laughs> and, and thank you. That's, uh, that's great to hear. I, I really enjoy working with you for the same reason. Thank you. I think it's really important. You know, home buying can be a stressful process. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, it's a brand new process. Yes. So it's important to communicate not just what's going on big picture, but, hey, here's an individual issue that came up. Here's how we're going to try to resolve it. What do you think? Yes. Because, yeah. yes. you know, I am the representative of the home buyer, and I'm not going to do something that they don't want me to do. And I will offer my suggestion or rely on my expertise or my knowledge, but ultimately it's their decision and they've let me know what they'd like to do. And you can't really do that if you're not speaking with your client regularly. Yes, please. absolutely. We need, we need to be yeah. talking, emailing, um, just staying on top of the process or getting ahead of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's, I think why we work so well together. Um, tell us a little bit more about your practice. What other parts of the practice we haven't mentioned? Let's see, we have talked about the property tax appeals, the real estate closings, and we also handle uh, a variety of litigation, and most of it touches real estate. I always tell people we do everything that touches real estate. Okay. Uh, we have a handful of zoning matters as well. Um, sometimes people buy property, and you might see in a listing where it says zoned RS3. Mm -hmm. It may be zoned RS3, and what that means is it has the potential to be a three-flat, but unless it says three units on the zoning certificate you receive from the city of Chicago, it's not a legal three-flat. And there is a process you can go through to get your third unit qualified and recognized, and you could have a legal three-flat. Um, so we assist with some of those matters. 
And then the litigation, you know, we try to do, if it's a transaction we handle, we try to do everything we can to avoid having litigation. And I don't think we've ever had litigation from a transaction that we've handled. But, you know, this stuff comes up. It, it yes. happens. Maybe somebody bought a property, you know, several years ago, and they realize that there's a serious issue that wasn't disclosed to them, and it should have been disclosed. Um, another thing that we offer with our litigation, whether we were involved with the transaction initially or not, is a sliding scale. Okay. So our hourly rate is based on a household income of $100,000. And mm. if your household income is $50,000, we slide that hourly rate to 50%. Um, so it's really important that people have access to these legal services because in the early years, I was doing some foreclosure defense, and you see people getting into these situations that could have possibly been avoided with the help of an attorney earlier on in the process. Right. Sometimes the best way to avoid a foreclosure can be a sale or it can be a modification or a sale to a family member or something like that. And an attorney can assist you with that. I think when things start to take a turn, people sometimes you know, feel bad about it. They don't want to talk to anyone about it. And I, I urge everyone, please talk to someone about it. Anything, yes. you, whether it's an attorney or a housing counselor or anybody who can just yes. point you in a direction. But time is usually very important when it comes to litigation matters and, and housing mortgage matters as well. Yeah, very, very important. Um, I, that's why one of the reasons why I always recommend um, the nonprofit organizations that I work with, Lucha Northwest uh, Center, and um, Spanish Coalition, um, just and there's so many others in the city um, and suburbs. But I um, I always try to direct people. If I don't have the answer, I'm going to look for someone that does, um, or refer them to an attorney so that they at least know what their options are. So I agree, that's really helpful. Yes, and I'll add, our consultations are always free, and I think that's the case, really, with most attorneys. If you're curious if whether you've called someone up, if they're going to charge you for a phone call, you can always ask them, is it a free consultation? Mm -hmm. And if they tell you yes, that means you're going to have a call with them or an email exchange or something, and they will not charge you. Uh, and it's all confidential, even if you don't enter into an attorney-client relationship. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, anything else, uh you'd like to add about um, our podcast today, about your business, um, any of the um, organizations that you are involved in? Did we miss anything? I think it's great that you're doing this podcast. That's what I'd like to add. I think Aww. it's great. I Knowledge is so important, and we're living in this internet age. I'm terminally offline, so I get all my information from the recorder's <laughs> website, but there's just a lot of information out there, and some of it is useful, some of it is not. Um, it's great to have a place that identifies these resources of people who have been working in the industry for years and to be able to say, hey, this is where you can go. This is a tried yes. and true resource. Knowledge is power, and knowledge is for the people, and this is a great podcast to accomplish that goal. So thank I you for putting it out. That. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'm grateful for people like you that come on here to give this information. Um, I get pretty good feedback from uh, the people that I email the podcast to or on social media telling me, you know, thank you for this info, things that they weren't aware of. And that's the goal is just to give that knowledge. So, um, Again, thank you for being here. Um, I want to share your website. It's mklawchicago.com, right? Yes. 
And your number? My number is 312-545-8660. And consultations are always free, so feel free to give us a call. Hopefully we can answer your question or point you to someone who can. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mariana. Thank you, Dahlia. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes, it was great having you here today. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found this information valuable. If you have any questions about this podcast or would like to suggest uh, some topic for a future podcast, please reach out to me. 773-879-4855. You can find me on all social media platforms under Dahlia the Realtor. And I would love it if you would uh, share this episode, follow me, and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. I'll see you at the next episode of Move Ahead with Dahlia. Make it a great day. Bye. (music)